Okay, so continuing in our series on harmony triads or uh, the object relations theory, uh, sometimes we call these groups the dominant affect groups, but we're talking about these these three groupings um, that are 2, 5, and 8, 3, 6, and 9, 1, 4, and 7. And today we're going to look more deeply at that 2, 5, and 8 group, uh, the relationalists we call them in harmony triad theory, we call them the rejection types when we're looking at uh, the object relations layer kind of underlying um, the harmony triads. And um, the reason that we call this in object relations the, um, the rejection type is that these types go through life expecting to be rejected and kind of defending themselves or trying to against this feeling. There was some experience of or felt experience of rejection early in life and in an effort to guard against or defend against further experiences of rejection, these types in their own way repress their own needs and vulnerabilities and try to offer some particular gift in, um, in relation and connection with others to prevent that further or future rejection. And so their, their sense of self is based on countering rejection by offering this gift or talent that they have to offer others. So getting into the object relations theory underlying this for twos. Um, first, I should say, remember, the, the object relations is about why we relate to the world uh, in the way that we do, and that how we relate to the world is what the harmony triads are about. Um, and it has to do with uh, a theory of, of experiencing connection or lack thereof in relation to our primary caregivers early in life. There's language used for nurturing caregiver and protective caregiver. And for a long time, that was um, associated the nurturing caregiver with the mother, the protective with the father. But of course, it's not that simple. Of course, not everyone has two caregivers. Not everyone has a male and a female caregiver. Um, not every mother is the nurturing caregiver or father the protective. That can be interchanged. Um, some people only have one caregiver and, and that person has to act as both. Or um, or people have caregivers of the same uh, the same gender, and then these roles are less clear cut. So we're just we're acknowledging that generally there um, there is this nurturing energy and this protective energy. However, that manifests for a particular person's experience in the context of whoever is caregiving for them early in life. I hope that that, um, that makes sense or covers our basis. Uh, but I just, I want to acknowledge that up front. I'm using language from the research that, um, is, is much more expansive than maybe when it was uh, originated. Okay, but back to twos. So twos felt rejected because the nurturing love that they offered to their protective caregiver wasn't reciprocated. And so they over-identify with the nurturing energy to try to prevent um, that feeling of rejection in other relationships. So twos, as part of that dynamic, reject their own needs and their own negative thoughts and emotions 
and they they give by trying to focus on the needs of others and helping and caring and again kind of overdoing that nurturing and twos try to love others so much that they won't be rejected by them and their sense of self is really based on putting their own needs aside rejecting their own needs so that they can better care for others at least that is is how they rationalize that even um, subconsciously okay on to type five type five rejected uh, both the nurturing and protective caregivers as intrusive and withdrew to assume a self-nurturing and self-protective stance so remember fives do fear intrusion from the outside world and and can be easily overwhelmed by that and so this is part of the dynamic for them they rejected that caregiving energy as intrusive um, and withdrew to take care of themselves and so they they reject and minimize their own needs as well and but they offer something different in response than the twos fives offer their intelligence and their expertise to others hoping that people will appreciate their knowledge and them for their knowledge uh, related contributions. So by building up their expertise, they seek to become important enough to not be rejected further. Having uh, cut off or distanced themselves from their emotional needs, they're trying not to need others or to be too dependent and uh, believing on some level that their lack of emotionality and and needs in that realm will shield them from further pain of rejection in the future. And finally, type 8. Uh, type 8 felt controlled by the nurturing love they were offered by their caregiver and rejected it. And so they over-identify with the opposite, with the protective energy. So felt controlled by the nurturing caregiver and therefore, in response to that, over-identifies, overdoes the protective energy. And that is such a hallmark of eights, this protection of first their own inner child, their own innocence, and then extending that out to others. So eights also reject their own needs, as the other two types did, especially their emotional and vulnerable side. And um, they have their strength and their willpower to offer and and they believe that in their power um, others can turn to them for strength and for leadership and they expect to be rejected but because they are so tough they they give this appearance of being able to handle it trying to convince themselves and others that they uh, that they can handle it Okay, that's a glimpse into this, uh, the dynamics underlying the harmony triads here, the object relations that play into and, and uh, influence how we relate to the world. This is obviously kind of some vulnerable stuff. This is, you know, childhood, parental, family relations stuff. So I hope that, that we're tracking with this. I hope that you're doing okay. Um, and that this has given you something to think about. Uh, definitely reach out if you have questions or concerns or if this is difficult for you or or just, you know, move on to something else. But we'll continue with the next couple of groups in the next couple of sessions. 
I did realize moving through my notes that I'm also using some work from Rob Fitzel again, and I don't think I mentioned him when I cited sources up front. So just wanted to mention his name and get that in there. So I'll be back with the uh, attachment types, the pragmatists uh, in our next session.